What do we know? No, seriously, what do we know? Good morning, Christian America. That's a good question. It's a question you should ask yourself. It's a question we should all ask ourselves. What do we actually know about our faith? What do we actually know about the positions that we hold? What do we actually know about what we believe? And where does that information come from? I find it starkly troubling that so many Christians, that so many people that call themselves defenders of the faith, believers, followers in Christ, seem to know very little or can point to very little in the scriptures to back up what they say that they believe. Let's talk about that this morning as we get our week ready to, to start off right. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort, the Christian American community, this podcast, the Good Morning Christian America podcast, the Christian American t-shirt company, ChristianAmericanTees.com, and EBG Solutions, a financial education uh, organization that we've recently started. So that is the context in which we come to you today. We ask that if you like this content, if you like this video, if you like what we share, if you like the information, education, and information that we push out to you guys each and every day, uh, this podcast twice a week, uh, help wherever we can. We encourage you to, to, to like this video, to engage with this video, to share, leave your comments. Comments are how we judge uh, where our audience is kind of at you know how are we doing what are we struggling with what don't we understand um what could we understand better where are we excited where is our motivation in certain issues it's through the interaction that you that you take part in that you participate in with our content you engaging you sharing you liking loving or questioning some of the things either that we put out or that we that we uh talk about uh in, in any form or facet that helps us we don't shy away from debate we encourage debate respectful opinions and respectful uh, views backed up by biblical scripture is what we seek and so that is the context in which i'm coming to you today uh, this monday so last week just to just understand you know how we've gotten to this podcast today so last week we put out uh, some content you know essentially on the horrors that are going on towards that, that are happening, that are being inflicted on our children, whether it be murder of children in the womb, whether it be the um, children being forced through hormone therapy uh, and hormone treatment uh, for, for gender dysphoria and whatnot, um, or just flat out lying uh, and, and encouraging our children not to believe in God, promoting that uh, th th this opinion that God doesn't exist. Like, which one of these is the worst? Uh, just because we're trying to gauge the audience, right? We got a lot of responses. And there was a fourth option. The fourth option is um, the people who don't believe that the first three are evil, right, was, was, the, was the last option. So there was actually four options we, we, we put out there. We got a lot of dialogue. Some contentious, I un, unbelievably, um, you know, contentious from this community. Not every question is one that, is, that threatens or is trying to threaten your own personal belief. But a lot of people, a lot of people, when questioned as to why they believe certain things, where are they getting their belief system from? 
where are you pointing to? Not to, to, to ridicule, but to uh, understandably educate others. Like, explain to me why you believe this. Where in scripture does it say that all sins are equal, for instance? Because that was the big topic of conversation between that post, right? Between that content. There, was, there were a lot of people, uh, well, not a lot of people. There were some people that said that all sins were equal. Okay, well, if that's what you believe, then then point to it. Where does where in Scripture does it say it? Because we've searched for it. I've personally searched for it. I've never found a piece of Scripture, Old Testament or New, out of the mouth of Jesus or not, that says anything about equating all sins to each other. Now, there are plenty of passages in Scripture that say all sins are accountable you are accountable to the law each and every time that you break it. So if you murdered somebody, for instance, or if you lied to somebody, for instance, if you committed adultery, or if you were rude or, or, or mean or spoke in a negative way to someone, right? All of those are sins. All of those are accountable. Scripture says all sins are accountable, um, and, but it never equates them for instance. And so it's important that we understand what we believe and why. Imagine a doctor coming to you and diagnosing you with a disease, but you asked him, where did you find this information? Where does it say that these symptoms that I'm having equal the diagnosis that you gave me? And the doctor was unable to to reference it. The doctor would be unable to come up with a reason as to why he diagnosed you the way he diagnosed you. Would you trust that doctor? Would you ever go back to him? What would you, what would you say about him? You would say that he's not a very good doctor. You would probably, you know, argue with him right then and there about his credibility, his credentials. How could this quote unquote professional be, be giving me advice when he can't reference where the advice comes from. Is it just opinion? Is it off the top of his head? Did someone, did someone whisper it to him? Did he hear it about it on the radio? Where's the documentation that diagnosed me with the problem that you say that I have? Us Christians, we represent the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ, not because I say so, but because scripture says so. And so when someone who is either a Christian, a Christian who is struggling with their faith, or someone who's not a Christian who is struggling and trying to find information and they come to you and they ask you about your belief system. You seem to have to have it together and you claim to be a Christian. You go to church on Sundays, hopefully. You say that you believe in God. You wear the t-shirts, etc. What does God say about this? If you don't have the ability to pick up scripture and verify and justify what you're telling them, what are they going to think about you? What are they going to think about the rest of the body of Christ? What are they going to think about, you know, what it means to be Christian? Oh, I can be a Christian and not know anything. I can be a Christian and not live up to the standards. I can be a Christian and not be able to, and never have read the book uh, that of Revelation that God has given us. I don't have to know the Bible. I don't have to look at the Bible. I don't have to reference the Bible for my own beliefs. I can just come up with it and call myself a Christian. If that's what we're thinking, then I think that we should rethink that. Okay, and I want to I want to point to a few 
passages of scripture. Again, when I mention or we mention anything on this podcast that goes against scripture, please somebody call us out on it because I would tell you that if I did and if we did, um, it would be surely by accident because I don't want you to take my opinion. Who am I? My opinion means nothing. I'm just trying to point you to the right passage of scripture to verify what I'm saying and, and, and verify my own belief system. Because if my belief system isn't codified in scripture, then, then obviously I'm doing something wrong and, and I don't want that. So if I'm, if I'm not in a place where scripture verifies or I can verify my beliefs or my thoughts or my words through scripture, Please, somebody come on board, send a comment. You don't have to, again, you don't have to be rude about it. Just say, look, where is that located? Because I can't find it in scripture. And I say, and I can find something else in scripture. Please send it our way. And that way we can look at it and we can verify. We can, uh, we have this conversation. And, you know, there are some things that, that people disagree with, but it doesn't always have to be confrontational. Just real quick, I want to point you uh, to a passage of scripture um, that, that I would like to, to, to share with you just briefly and and that my friends is the the first book of Peter chapter 3 if you look down here where it says verse 15 uh, scripture says to sanctify but sanctify Christ as Lord in our hearts always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope but do it with gentleness and reverence, keeping your conscience clear so that when you are maligned, those who defame you or defame your good conduct in Christ may themselves be put to shame. Now, I'm not here seeking you guys to encouraging you guys to put other people to shame, but scripture is very clear. The book, the, the first book of Peter is very clear. We need to have an explanation. We need to be able to give an account of who who we follow, which is Christ, and why do we follow Christ? Because if we don't, we can be led astray. If we don't, we can be easily uh, we can be easily coerced or manipulated into believing any other thing, right? Without a, a, a resolute uh, reference as to what we believe and why we believe, we we open up ourselves to 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 treacherous behavior and then we open up ourselves to satan himself if you look right here this is the uh the book of ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 it says therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor for we are all members of one body in your anger do not sin do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold right when, why don't we lie? Why shouldn't we hold grudges? Scripture's telling us, Paul's telling us, Jesus tells us earlier in earlier passages, but Paul's saying, look, when you do these things, you let the devil get a foothold and you can't let the devil go, get a foothold because if you did, if you do, you're, you're in essentially nothing but trouble, right? And so if uh, we go back to the example that we used last week, about which one of these sins or which one of these uh, actions is 
more evil than the next. And the idea, and this is just one example. I'm just using an example because it's, it just happened and it's fresh on my mind. There are many disagreements and many misconceptions uh, that a lot of Christians, because they're not read and they re and don't want to or can't or for whatever reason, uh, don't feel it necessary to, to read scripture, they leave themselves open to be ridiculed on the on their faith on the grounds that they don't know what they're talking about because what they're saying they believe and their belief system is not backed up by gen by, by scripture and so what we were trying to encourage you to do is understand it so in that same example i'll share uh the book the book of proverbs chapter six okay chapter six verse 16 it says there are six things that the lord hates seven of them are detestable to him haughty eyes a lying tongue hands that shed innocent blood a heart that devises wicked schemes feet that are quick to rush into evil a false witness who pours out lies and a person who stirs up conflict in the community you see now that's a clear example of scripture saying look these are the things that the lord hates at scripture you i didn't say the i didn't say anything uh different I'm just reading what scripture says. Scripture says the Lord hates these things. He doesn't hate everything, but it says that he hates these things. So obviously these things are worse than other things. Those things are clearly worse than other things or else scripture wouldn't have mentioned that. I'll show you, I'll take you to another, another portion of scripture in uh, the, the book of, the book of, Mark chapter 12, Mark chapter 12, Jesus is talking about commandments because he's tested. The Pharisees test him on which one of the commandments teacher is greater than the rest of them. And his answer is this, starting at, uh, and starting at verse 29, the most important one, answered Jesus, is this, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the Lord is one love the lord with love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength the second is this love your neighbor as yourself there is no greater there's no commandment greater than these see so when, when you say that either everything's the same and everything's equal, whether it be sins or commandments, is there a hierarchy? If you try to make them all equal, scripture just doesn't say that. It says that the Lord hates certain things. It also says that certain commandments are greater than other commandments. Jesus himself, Eddie didn't say it. Don't, or don't write back at me and say that, I, that I'm saying this. Scripture is saying this. And if you disagree, if that's your premise, because a pastor, a minister, a preacher, a priest, or somebody told you, maybe a friend, a family member, maybe you just grew up listening to somebody who said it once, and now you take it as gospel, it's not. Because that is the gospel. Three of the gospels have this verse in there that Jesus says specifically, the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love, and the second is to love one another as you love yourself. Again, it's not Eddie that's saying this. This is scripture, right? And, and so don't look to individuals to find out your belief system. You need to find it out 
on your own about what is good and what's not good. And speaking of what's good and what's not good, I'm going to show you another portion of scripture about the rich man and the kingdom of God and how the rich man comes to Jesus. And he says, what do I do? What, what is good? And Jesus's response is this. So if you look uh, in Matthew chapter 19, verse, uh, verse 16, we'll start there. It said, just then a man came up to Jesus and asked, teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. And if you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones, he, he inquires, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you should not give false testimony, you should, not, uh, you should honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. Again, these are specific ones, specific commandments that Jesus himself says. And then when asked about what is good, what is Jesus' response? Why are you asking me about what is good? There is only one who is good, and that's God. If you want eternal life, follow the commandments. Which ones? These ones are on the top of his list. He's already given you the greatest two. Here are the other ones on his list. They essentially marry up with the Ten, uh, with the ten Commandments to follow, and they're essentially the opposite of the seven things that the Lord hates that we just talked about in Proverbs. This is what I'm trying to get to you guys, is that nowhere in Scripture does it say that all sins are equal. Jesus has different punishments for different, uh, for different sins. He calls them out. For instance, when he gets upset at the money changers, right? The money changers are in the temple. They're changing money. They've turned, Jesus says they've turned the, te the temple, his father's home, into a den of thieves. And he turns over some tables. He turns over some tables because he's because he's righteously upset, right? He has righteous anger in that moment, but he doesn't condemn any of them for that for that sinful behavior. Is that sinful behavior? Absolutely. But he doesn't it, it doesn't rise to the level where Jesus then condemns them on the spot. Conversely, I'd ask you to, uh, to turn to Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter twenty three. And it says specifically when discussing the Pharisees and hypocrites, this is what he says to them. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You unlock the kingdom of heaven before human beings. You do not yourselves, you do not enter yourselves, nor do you allow entrance to those that are trying to enter. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees and you hypocrites. You traverse the land and sea to make one convert, and then uh, that happens, you make him a child of Gehenna, twice as much as yourselves. So the obviously, the difference between what happens to the money, what he says to the money changers, and what he says to the hypocrites and the, and the Pharisees, he's condemning them, hypocrites, to Gehenna, to the underworld, to darkness, to the place of darkness, different translations say you know uh have different adjectives to describe it but the place of wailing and gnashing of teeth the place of darkness jesus has different punishments and uh, different ways to condemn sinful actions so the idea again that all sin is equal just isn't the case if you believe that 
let's point to scripture. Point somewhere that says it. And then we can have another conversation. But uh, but at this moment in time, I, I, I don't believe it's there. I haven't been able to find a passage to that, that says that. So my point overall, my overarching point is that if you say you believe something, be able to back it up. If you say that you uh, this is where your stance is and you and you take a righteous position as well, you should. You should be grounded in the gospel that Paul talks about in the sixth chapter of Ephesians, that you should always be grounded in the gospel. You shouldn't have beliefs, especially Christian beliefs that go against what the Bible actually says. And if it goes against what the words that Jesus actually teaches and says. So I'd ask you, ladies and gentlemen, please, I'm begging you, we as a Christian American community cannot be hypocrites. We cannot be uh, developing our own moral guideposts. We cannot be our own um, our, our own moral yardstick. We cannot be our own belief system. And nor can we look to other people. Darn sure don't look at me. But we can't look to other people. We can't look to uh, secular the secular world and expect that they're going to be able to provide a belief system for us and you're also not going to be able to go out into the world and expect not to answer for the things that you say you believe if you say you're a follower of christ be able to answer the questions as to why you are a believer in christ if you believe certain things why do you believe certain things the 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 crux of the situation we find ourselves in today is that we have ministers pastors preachers um priests that are actively preaching against the word of God and their and their followers their flock their congregations don't know the difference because they don't know scripture and it's leading us as a community as a Christian community and down a dark and dangerous road where people are thinking they're righteous on both sides remember the devil used scripture in order to tempt Jesus. It was only that Jesus also knew scripture that he was able to rebuke the devil through scripture. The devil knows scripture. And if you don't, he's going to use it against you. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I ask you that I hope that you have a blessed week that you get out and you do good works, that you study the Word of God, that you study His Scripture, you study the Book of Wisdom, we, you study God's Word, you think about it, you meditate, and then you act it out in this world to for the benefit of yourself, the benefit of your family, the benefit of your community, the benefit of your uh, uh, city, your neighborhood, your country, ladies and gentlemen. That's how we build a stronger, vibrant, educated, knowledgeable, engaged, motivated, Christian American community. That is how we revitalize this faith. That's how we revitalize this nation by pointing us all back to Christ. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed week. Stay on fire for Christ. Good morning, Christian America.